0: This podcast is for reference purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. You should always obtain legal advice about your specific circumstances. Hey, is this thing on? Welcome to Maddox on the Mic, a legal podcast presented by Maddox, an independent Australian law firm. Well, hello and welcome to Maddox on the Mic. You're listening to Season 2 of Watchdog where we'll be discussing the ACCC's um, activity in relation to telecommunications. We'll be looking at how well they have performed in some of their key areas in this space in uh, 2022 um, and into the 2023 financial year. My name is Sean Temby. I'm a partner in the dispute resolution and litigation team here at Maddox. I'm also the editor of our annual publication, the ACCC Year in Review. Joining me today for our episode on telecommunications uh, is Maddox partner, Brendan Cody, and we're also joined by a client, Compete Chairperson, Michelle Lim. Brendan is the technology sector leader at Maddox and specializes in technology, telecommunications, and intellectual property. He advises telco companies, technology developers, communications, infrastructure companies, and government agencies on a wide spectrum of commercial and regulatory matters. Michelle Lim is the Chair of COMPETE, the Industry Alliance for Competition in Digital Communications. Michelle has over 20 years commercial and regulatory industry experience in senior management roles in the Australasian and overseas telecommunications markets. She is the Director of Communications Alliance and a member of the Australian Energy Regulator and the Australian Consumer Competition Commission Infrastructure Consultative Committee. Don't say that fast. Welcome to the show, Brendan and Michelle. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Now, um, Michelle, tell us about Compete as an organisation. Who who does it represent and and what's its role?
1: Compete's an alliance for competition in digital communications, and we represent the non-dominant providers here in Australia. So our core purpose is to advocate pro-competition policy and regulatory settings, and these are the ones which promote and protect competition in digital markets here.
0: So non-dominant, we're not talking Optus and Telstra then?
1: That's correct. It's the outside of the big three and it it involves challenger providers, um, mobile operators, uh, cloud-based providers and um, providers of innovative um, voice, video, our services. So there's a, a broad range, and we do represent a, a wide spectrum of of the market for communication services here.
0: Okay. And what are their key um, competition issues and concerns? You know, what what are your members worried about?
1: Compete aims to ensure all technology platforms guarantee competition, and that means providing equal, timely, and open access to consumers. So really, when we're looking at the market, it's across retail and wholesale market settings. And we believe that that's um, really important to ensure a market structure that creates an environment which is appropriate for dynamic and competitive um, services and a a great economy.
2: And if I could just jump in, Sean, I think compete plays a really important role in the industry because communications is so sensitive to regulatory settings. Uh, You know, there's a lot always going on the in terms of tweaking how the regulation is applied and uh it's very easy for just the voices of the big operators optus telstra nbn co uh, and so on to be heard so compete gives some of those smaller players a bit of a voice in those important regulatory discussions and makes sure that 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 perspective is also considered in the regulatory settings
0: It's such an important sector and and it touches everybody's lives. You know, we all have and live on uh, a mobile device of some description. Uh, I mean, and there's so much happening as well in the advances of technology. And I guess that must be impacting telco too. What do you see happening in this space in the next kind of six to 12 months, Michelle?
1: The next six to 12 months will be game changing. And this is, you know, across the world, but particularly in Australia's telecommunications landscape, Uh, Compete believes we're likely to witness the biggest shift since deregulation of the sector 30 years ago. And this is in areas such as mobile, fixed broadband and over-the-top services, which are services into the, the cloud. Uh, you might be aware that there are a couple of uh, very important inquiries that are happening at the moment, and the final settings from the proposed spectrum mobile transaction with Telstra and TPG, as well as MBN's special access undertaking, is going to drive a lot of pricing and competitive opportunity. And this could be good or bad. We'll see what. Happens.
0: Uh, I mean, are you seeing a lot of interest in the community and and you know within the political sphere about
1: this t- these types of issues. Oh, absolutely. People these days, particularly as we've passed through COVID and with all of the natural disasters that, unfortunately, Australia has had to endure over the last couple of years has really shone a light on communications and made it um, made a spotlight to see how relevant it is in, in terms of people's lives every day, in terms of connecting, but also in terms of you know, what that could achieve through a digital economy. And so in that sense, and in general, the political, economic and societal interest in telecommunications is so strong today, and I don't see that changing in the future.
2: And I think, you know, everyone uh, has been talking a lot about 5G and the impact that uh, 5G will have, uh, you know, whether it's conspiracy theories about about some bizarre um, impact that 5G will have, uh, or more serious discussions, which... Uh, around 5G changing the way that uh, mobile communications and broadband communications more generally operate and also requiring greater and greater investment by the mobile operators to densify their uh, networks because in order to get the benefit of um, 5G technology, you've got to have more and more infrastructure to support that. To support those services so that the mobile cells the 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 coverage of a particular mobile tower or mobile antenna get covers a smaller area if you're trying to provide high bandwidth services to to high numbers of customers within that area um, so there's a big change happening already in the way that the mobile networks operate um, and we're starting to see interesting developments like uh, neutral hosting, which is where uh, independent operators are providing hosting services, both um, active and passive services for mobile operators.
0: And uh, you've spoken a little bit about um, the you know, some global trends and global influences. And you've also talked about, you know, obviously the Australian market, which is what we're uh, you know, watchdog is most focused on. Yeah, how how do the two markets compare? Let's talk about it at a wholesale level. How does the wholesale market in Australia compare with overseas jurisdictions?
1: Yes, yeah, so studies show that in a properly affecting operating economy, that market share is a good indicator. And we can see that market share in first world nations sits at about 30% for the non-dominant providers. And that is a good um, competitive um, dynamic environment which benefits consumers businesses in the economy, and it provides good flexibility choices uh, and value for for consumers. So what we see today, unfortunately, in Australia is that um, today it's close to about half of that for broadband, which is great, but for mobile, alarmingly, it's going backwards. It sits at 9%. So there's clearly a lot of work to be done in that space and a long way to go for competition regulation in Australia in Compete's view and particularly in the mobile space. And like what Brendan's saying, 5G is really important in terms of, you know, a new technology. But, you know, overall, we're seeing mobile as a growing essential communications platform, and that's both for basic connectivity but also a driver of digital innovation. So we can't forget how Australia compares um, overseas um, for these areas, and it's it's a very important to look at these sort of indicators to get a bit of a... a, a touch on, you know, where where do we sit today and yeah. where do we need to focus?
0: I mean, it's interesting, though, because this isn't the only industry where we have a tendency in Australia to head towards a duopoly. We're, you know you know, two very large incumbents who uh, occupy, you know, the significant market share and squeeze out smaller players. So what do you think is needed in terms of regulation in order to make the mobile sector more competitive?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, diversity is something which is important and it's it's a balance of both having smaller and larger providers but not discounting the fact that in telecommunications like other infrastructure intensive industries there are significant barriers to entry so that's where regulation is important um, and it is important to make sure that we've got that right framework uh you know set in place to to try and you know set up a good structure into the future
2: and unfortunately at the moment the level of competition in that wholesale market for mobile communications is really quite low compared to global norms uh, which is partly because the mobile operators tend have historically tended to be uh, slightly reluctant wholesale um, sellers Um, in the Australian market and have provided quite a limited wholesale service so that the the wholesale operators or mobile virtual network operators as as they're called uh, don't have much scope for uh, establishing really distinctive services or innovative services or or challenging challenging the the, uh, network operators greatly because the network operators obviously control both the price but also the parameters of the service they get access to. And that's where some some of these trends like uh, um, neutral hosting can have some difference where instead of wholesalers um, having to um, go cap in hand to the mobile network operators to get access to their network, there can be a neutral host who's offering a, 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 little, a little bit more of an innovative and uh, bit more scope for differentiation to those um wholesale customers
0: and so we've been talking about competition and and the importance of diversity which obviously requires there to be more people in the marketplace offering these services and yet interestingly there's a proposal at the moment between telstra and tpg to uh you know to merge in relation to the delivery of some of their services isn't there what what do we think what in fact is that going to have
2: yeah it's it's a really interesting question. The ACCC is in quite a difficult position because they're having to judge not this transaction, not based on what is a sort of static, unchanging market, but they're, they're having to sort of, it's a market as we've already discussed that, that's changing pretty rapidly. They're having to predict what what impact this proposed transaction is gonna have on how the market might develop over this very dynamic period you know, which is coming up as five G becomes sort of an established technology in the market, and um, you know these, these rapid changes are potentially happening. Uh, it's quite a difficult uh, task for the commission to make that judgment, and they've obviously the the judgment that they made a year or two ago yeah. on the on the Vodafone TPG merger was ultimately successfully challenged in the um, court. So. Uh, that that be sitting in the back of their minds as well when they uh, try and make a make a judgment on this one.
0: They haven't had much luck with the counterfactual in this situation or a similar situation, have they? And,
2: and you know, it's really not that surprising because it's
0: technical, it, it, and complicated. it's
2: technical, it's complicated, it involves predicting what you know what might happen in the in the absence of this um, of this transaction, and and that's not a not an easy task. Uh, Michelle, sorry. But
1: what we do know is that there is going to be, if it does go through in its current form, a really concentrated ownership of spectrum. Yeah. And just the mere fact that that would happen if this did go ahead already has some significant competition concerns in terms of long-term industry structure. And with the counterfactual. Uh, That is a challenging environment because I guess no one can really look through the, you know, almost looking through the...
0: Into the crystal ball. that's
1: right. And it's not just the Vodafone TPG uh, transaction which happened a few years ago. We see that across lots of different um, cases that the ACCC has had to combat in terms of the legal um, framework around mergers. So I don't think that these transactions and communications is necessarily unique, but the C is certainly in a challenging position. But what I, yeah, what I can say is that uh, we do know that there's you know potentially going to be even more barriers for, uh, for to create that balance in, in the market. And today we already have some good expert niche regional mobile operators. Um, which where regional Australia is at the cusp of opening up. uh, And there are alternative models which could be looked at, um, but I do agree it is a very tricky situation that the ACCC is in today.
2: Yeah. Although the big difference between this transaction say and the the Vodafone TPG merger is that I think it's clear that the, the big winner out of this transaction if it goes ahead is Telstra, who is already the dominant operator in the market. Um certainly it's possible that there's some advantage to TPG as it would get sort of improved coverage in in these regional areas by using the Telstra network. To me, the great, the big winner out of this transaction is Telstra, already the dominant operator. Um, and I think it would give it control of a really large proportion of this strategically important. Um, Low bandwidth spectrum and uh it's likely to just see Telstra streak ahead of the rest of the, the field in terms of the strength of its network. Um and difficult for me to see how that can be a good thing for competition for 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 the already dominant player to improve its position it stronger against yeah. the rest of the field.
0: Because it's a public benefit test that the ACCC is considering, isn't it? Because the, the the parties are seeking authorisation for this this tie up and there's got to be an assessment of the competition impacts and it's got to then be weighed against if there is an adverse competition impact it's then got to be weighed up against public Public benefit
2: and detriment Yeah.
0: yeah but i guess that's michelle it's exactly the opposite of what you and your membership is hoping to achieve in this space isn't it
1: absolutely we can see that from a public benefits perspective it is still uncertain yeah. as to the tangible outcomes that this real this transaction really could deliver to the public and after 30 years we do risk coming a full circle on the telecommunications market dominance and like what brendan says alarmingly uh if this does go ahead in Compete's view, regional communications um, would be put into fewer hands at a time when we should be encouraging competition.
0: And I guess it squeezes out some of those other more innovative options you, you were both talking about. So you mentioned neutral hosting, and I guess there's, you know, infrastructure sharing more generally. Yep. Um What role do you think those trends are likely to have, um, you know, and to what extent might that be impacted by this transaction?
2: Well, I, I think it's clearly going to have a negative impact on on that um, on that sector on that on that network sharing the impetus of the sort of network sharing movement if you like um partly because there'll be less spectrum available Yeah. Uh, the spectrum that tpg currently holds would be be exclusively used by telstra so it's not available for use by smaller operators or even you know optus or for, for tpg to be be, give have an incentive to look for innovative uses itself, um, but also even there's less competition in the market for uh, passive infrastructure sharing, which is an established market, um, but we go from having, at least in that regional zone where the network is going to be shared, you go from having three potential customers to put their equipment on independently owned towers, down to two, and of course, Telstra's Telstra's network is already fairly you know, well-established. So that's so definitely a reduction in potential competition in that space.
0: So you mentioned earlier uh, a number of government inquiries uh, in, in this sector. Do we think, you know, is there enough time for government to intervene or do anything in this space to, you know, to improve that competitive outcome that you're looking for?
1: It's excellent that government have announced the recent uh, review um, on infrastructure sharing, the reality is the ACCC has indicated that they'll be making their decision in early December, and that inquiry by the Parliament is, uh, has only just kicked off. Right. So timing isn't really in our favour, but it's certainly good that at different levels of government there's a continued focus. And the Mobile Black Spots Program, which was the 5A, program run by the federal government some time ago, did already look at neutral hosts and and set up a trial. There has been um, focus um, under uh, the regional committee, RTURC last year as well, which um, gave some positive outcomes around um, infrastructure sharing. So this is not new uh, and there has been some momentum, and I'm hoping that that can continue whether or not uh, these decisions um, could be made by the time this transaction um, is uh, due for a decision um, is still up for debate. One area which would improve the public benefits um, derived from competition and and mobile services, uh, we would see that as wholesale regulatory mobile access. And that's to allow a more open regime on fair, non-discriminatory terms. At the end of the day, mobile is a nationwide service, and we need to ensure that the settings in place allow for a balance between smaller and larger providers in order to serve Australia's digital future.
0: Well, thank you very much, Michelle, and thank you, Brendan, for your contribution today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or to today's speakers. Our our details are in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Maddox on the Mic. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to maddox.com.au forward slash podcast to subscribe. If you'd like more information on any of the topics discussed in today's episode, visit the Maddox website, maddox.com.au.